5: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. And we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Las Vegas. Your other host today, live from Boston, the one and only Josh Applebaum. Josh, uh, so Market Insights, we all love them. Uh, the podcast is spectacular, certainly. And um, it's, it's the chance to... Uh, uh, get involved in, in a game that a lot of people are going to be interested in right now. So market insight, not, uh, Suns and the Lakers here, uh, the Lakers back at home. They're laying two right now. Um, 207 and a half uh, is a total. Obviously, uh, this can change if uh, Anthony Davis is upgraded in any way.
6: Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. So, you know, to me, I think if you're going to be betting on sports and obviously we, we all want to have fun, we all want to win, but I think you gotta get into the habit of tracking stuff, uh, not in front of your face, but maybe down the down the road a little bit, keep an eye on tomorrow, keep an eye on the next day. So this would transition uh, to looking at this game for tomorrow. You know, we got four great games tonight, but we've seen some really big movement for the next Lakers-Suns game where the uh, the Suns lead the series 3-2. to two. Suns are now a minus 350 favorite to win the series. Lakers plus 260. Remember with Lakers, uh, what earlier this, they were up, I think, minus 600 mm-hmm. to win the series before uh, before the injury to Anthony Davis. So the Suns are really in the driver's seat here, and it seems to me like just respected money early is not out thinking this bridge. They're hitting the Suns here for tomorrow night, uh, maybe to close out this series because the Lakers opened as a three and a half point favorite at home. This can be a late night, 10 30 PM game on the East coast. Tomorrow night, three and a half has already gone down to two. I'm even seeing some shops that look like they're going to one and a half. So a lot of this movement early on has been toward the Phoenix Suns. And again, you hit the nail on the head Pritch. It's all about Anthony Davis. If he's out for this game, I think this thing may even fall further. This thing may get down to, you know, one and a half one. Does go to a pick them? We'll have to see about that. Uh, but all money has come in on the Suns, you know, with the momentum, with Anthony Davis up in the air. Also, the total in that one has dipped a little bit. Uh, we've had a lot of these low scoring games, total cash last night to the under. It opened 208 and a half for tomorrow night, all the way down to 207 and a half. So Suns money, under money, and then also pitch for tomorrow big uh, Nuggets Blazers game uh, up uh, 3 to 2 with the Nugs. The Nugs are now a minus 250 favorite to win the series. Blazers plus 200. What we've seen here is this zigzag type sort of situation uh, with the Blazers. Blazers open a lot of shops tomorrow minus 4. They've now been bet up to minus 5. So money is coming in here on the Blazers to to maybe even it up and force a game 7. Keep an eye on that total as well. It's around 227 and a half. 228. We've seen a lot of overs come through in this series, and we may be looking at another one here tomorrow night.
5: I tell you what, uh, superstars know how to shine. Uh, that's why we call them superstars. I mean, they embrace these moments, uh, and, and certainly both superstars for the Nuggets and the Blazers did that. Now, on the other side, uh, the Lakers and the Suns. It, it seems like the Suns feel like uh, feel more confident. I mean, LeBron leaving early. I, I don't know what that was. To be honest with you, uh, is that is he defeated? You know, even with AD on the floor, um, I mean, I don't know where the mindset would be for the Nuggets uh, for, for the Lakers uh, in their matchup where you have the Suns um, uh, sensing blood in the water, if you will, to take a, a phrase from uh, Charles Barkley and everybody else. I mean, seriously, I mean, the Suns, they stepped up big time uh, in that game the other day. And so uh, I'm expecting them to step up and apparently the Sharps are apparently uh, looking for them to step up as well.
6: You're exactly right, And I'll, I'll go another one on you. Another quote I love. Remember when uh, my Patriots were getting killed by the Jets and Bart Scott said the Patriots can't stop a nosebleed? <laughs> it looks like the Lakers can't stop a nosebleed right now. So I think if you're the Suns, you're feeling really good. Chris Paul, uh, you know, and here's the difference between Chris Paul and LeBron. Chris Paul has that thing on his shoulder. He's still at the bench. He's still supporting his team, hanging out. And again, I don't want to bury LeBron too much, but I don't know that's not a good sight him leaving the court early maybe he went to go get treatment but this just looks like a situation where the the lakers are really in trouble without ad and maybe lebron is saying hey uh, i don't know if i can put this team on my back anymore i need the the robin to my batman and he may not be (laughs) here so i think the suns are in a great spot here to advance and and really the line movement in the next uh, next game tomorrow it really tells you right now early on and again it's early things can change yes early all movement to the Suns here, Pritch, and getting getting a couple points on the road, no AD with this Suns team, mm-hmm. sounds pretty good to me right now.
5: I tell you what, uh, can you trust the supporting cast too? I mean, the Lakers supporting cast, uh, non-existent uh, in, in Phoenix. Uh, now, at, in L.A., it could be different. Um, LeBron could rally the troops, I guess. You know, King James, uh, his influence that way. Uh, I don't know if AD uh, is going to be highly effective, though, just keeping an eye on that. But he's one of those superstars that that in the league, we look for superstars to step up big time, uh, certainly within the playoffs uh, and the Lakers being up against it uh, like they are right now with the Phoenix Suns. So interesting the developments, uh, certainly interesting to follow as well. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the program. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, live from Las Vegas, your other host, Josh Applebaum, out there in Boston. Uh, Happy to bring on to the program right now, Tim Van Voren. Uh, He's a sports director at WITI-TV in Milwaukee. Tim, how are you?
7: Well, Mike, you know, we've had such a quiet offseason here from the NFL. There's just nothing to talk about up here in
5: Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I, I think uh, it, it could get interesting. How about that? Uh, <laughs> buckle up your seatbelts, maybe. Uh, but we do want some intel here on Betting Across America, if you could provide that for us, because uh, there is multiple reports out there, you know, sources here, sources there, uh, about Aaron Rodgers, right? And, So, first of all, the Packers have to make him available, I believe, if there's going to be any sort of trade. Um, So, your sense of this situation, Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want to play for the Packers again. The Packers say that they're not going to trade him. In fact, there's reports that they might offer him another contract. What are you hearing out there? Well, I'm in
7: the shadow of Lambeau Field as we speak, Mike and Josh, and uh, we're up here for the OTAs which are the organized team activities, they are optional. and that We need to stress Iron Aaron Rodgers is not in attendance today. The top five pass receivers, the wide receivers, not here as well. No one is saying that's a show of solidarity with their quarterback, but they're not here today either. Next week is the mandatory minicamp. That's when the guys can start getting fined. If they're not here, we'll see who's here and who's not. I've maintained since the story came out as the NFL draft started that uh, the Packers are not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. If he plays football this fall, he's going to play in Green Bay. And I've kind of amended that a little bit to say I'm at about 80% that he's the Packer quarterback. It's possible to me that he holds out, doesn't play, but it's also likely to me, and and Mike, you know, you played at the highest level. You know, your body clock turns around. You're a football player. You're a competitive football player. And when you get right down to are you going to miss football games as you're getting to the tail end of your career, I I still maintain I think he wants to play football, and the Packers aren't going to move him. So somehow, somewhere, he's back here in Green Bay playing football. But at this point, you know, we're all kind of throwing darts a little bit.
6: Tim, this is Josh Applebaum. it's great to meet you for the first time. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'll give you a little bit of advice. I'm in New England. I'm born and raised diehard Patriots fan. Uh, you don't want to miss, you don't want to lose Aaron Rodgers. I went through this with Tom Brady and I had a year at Cam Newton. And uh, I will just tell you, you don't know what you got till it's gone. So hopefully they can work it out. But just talk to me a little bit. What's the inside take on Jordan Love? You know, I- I'm with you. A lot of the betting market really still has Aaron Rodgers, as a favorite to stay in Green Bay. So the market's kind of telling you that's the side they're leaning. But let's just say he moves, doesn't, doesn't matter matter which team he goes to how prepared is Jordan love it can he take over what's the take on the team are they confident in him just to take on Jordan love in Green Bay universally Jordan love has made progress
7: since last year now that's a subjective measure last year he didn't play in any preseason games they really had nothing through training camp he was the third quarterback all season so he did next to nothing after coming out of a, you know a so-so college conference so yes he's made progress what does that really tell you he has much better command of the offense. You watch him out on the practice field. I watched him today. He's throwing better. He's throwing with more power. He seems to be having a little more fun. Last year, to me, he seemed a little, you know, kind of nervous, gun-shy, when you did see him out there getting uh, whatever little work he did. So he definitely seems like he's progressed. Can they turn this over to Jordan Love and be a competitive football team? I don't know. There are those here in Green Bay who maintain the signing of Blake Bortles, Uh, is as much insurance for that starting spot as anything. He's a veteran. He could execute an offense that might rely on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon out of the backfield, that sort of thing. So it's definitely murky. In my belief, again, the Packers are are expecting that Rodgers will be their quarterback this fall. But they have to have contingency plans for that. And uh, if Jordan Love is A-number one, I I think they're going to have a pretty tight leash on him. We haven't even heard from him. He has not been made available on the Zoom conferences. We haven't heard from him since the start of last season. So we can't get the direct word from Jordan Love himself either.
5: Speaking with uh, Tim Van Vorman, a sports director at WITI-TV in Milwaukee, um, what prevents Aaron Rodgers doing what Brett Favre did? In other words, um, if if the Packers are not going to trade him, what prevents him from saying, "Okay, I'm just going to retire"? Uh, the Packers move on. They get to training camp, trying to prepare Jordan Love, Bortles, whoever. And then all of a sudden, here comes number twelve with a private plane and everything, showing up at training camp. Uh, then what happens to the Packers? You're Writing the scripts
7: out there, Mike, because I tell <laughs> you, I lived that once, and I am 19. I'm living that again. Uh, as a reporter, at least, now in the social media world and everything else, it is crazy, uh, having been down this road with the Brett Favre situation. But uh, obviously the Packers control things more than Aaron Rodgers does. They have him under contract. If Aaron Rodgers does indeed retire, he would have to pay back the roster bonus he's made to this point. He'd have to pay back the money he owes for this year. And then he would be retired. The Packers would still hold those rights, though. So if he does want to come back, you're exactly right. We could all be tracking uh, you know, airplane uh, tail flight-aware numbers to see who's flying into Green Bay and when they might arrive. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers could return back on the scene. And let's face it, he's the reigning NFL MVP. From a football standpoint, I can't imagine anybody involved with the organization saying they don't want that to occur and have them out on the football field. But it it is difficult, and you guys know you build a team, it's difficult to kind of head one direction and then divert into another direction. You have players here, again, as I said, the wide receivers are not here at this uh, OTA. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers, if not the most productive receiver in the NFL, going into his contract year. Obviously, his future earnings and his place in the league He a great deal on what happens with how many catches he has this upcoming season, whether that's Blake Bortles or Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers. You tell me, as a former wide receiver, Mike, who he wants throwing in the football. So there are a lot of dynamics to spin out of this. Rodgers does hold some cards. The Packers hold more cards.
6: Tim, I'm going to change gears a little bit. You know, uh, stick in your city, though, obviously, with with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks here. They're about to start a huge series against the Brooklyn Nets. I think if you're a sports better or a sports fan, this is the series you're really looking forward to. Two heavyweights, two powerhouses going head to head. You did see the the Bucks go two and one against the Nets during the regular season. Again, the Nets really didn't have their big three for all those games. But I want to ask you about the series price because the Nets are minus 200, a minus 200 favorite to win this series. The Bucks are a plus 160 dog. Are the Bucs excited to be in this spot of the underdog? I mean, they've been a uh, kind of the number one seed for a few years now. They've had some disappointments. Now they can kind of play that underdog role. Do you like uh, being in this underdog spot with the, with the the Bucks? and do you think they can take down the Nets? Uh, I do think it's a captivating series either way.
7: I do think the Bucs are very content in this underdog role. They didn't play well as the overdog. Let's say that. They were the, <laughs> the, you know, the obvious favorites. Uh, two seasons ago, and they they flamed out against the Raptors, and then last year they can you know talk about the bubble and social justice and you know kind of losing their their absolute focus on the on the basketball court. But they were gone courtesy of the Miami Heat. Now in in uh, round one, I vastly overrated the Heat. I didn't think they looked very good when it actually played out in those four games. But credit the Bucks. After game one, they didn't play very well off a week off. Uh, then they, but they played well enough to win that game, and then they just absolutely hit the hit the pedal from there on out. I think they have a chance in this series. They'll have another week long break going into Game One, and I don't think they really can afford to necessarily not play well, lose that first game, uh, because then it's a tough road to go from there on out. I think they need to play better in, in Game One this time around, and if so, I think they can give the the uh, Nets. A, a real series here with the possibility of winning it. Bucks did lose Dante DiVincenzo to an injury for the remainder of the playoffs in this first series. He is a valuable player when he's out there for the Bucks, doing a lot of the little things. But they can score, not that many teams can score with the Nets, and the Bucks can score, and if they can keep their shooting from the outside, it should be fun to watch.
5: Yeah, it's going to be spectacular to watch, to be honest with you. Star power all over the place in this one, Tim. Uh, sticking with that game, too, I, I said earlier in the show that I thought James Harden could be an X-factor. Uh, who could be an X-factor for the Bucks uh, in this matchup?
7: Bryn Forbes was an X-factor in the first series. They signed him from the Spurs this uh, offseason. He shot extremely well. But I'm going to go with Bobby Portis, if you will. Uh, He's a guy who's had a real nice year. He shot the ball well from the outside. He can mix it up a little on the inside. And the Bucs have kind of talked this past week in particular about being dogs. They've got P.J. Tucker, who they picked up, and Bobby Portis. are kind of the lead dogs, if you will. Tough guys who really mix it up. That was a little lacking uh, in Milwaukee the last couple of seasons. I do think there's a little more grit to this year's team. So I'll go with Bobby Portis as an X-Factor. Hasn't played in much. Uh, much postseason action in his NBA career, really relishing the opportunity. He's my X Factor.
6: Tim, kind of keeping with this game here and then really getting to nitty-gritty some betting angles. You know, we've seen favorites do very well in the NBA playoffs. We've seen overs do very well. I think if you're the kind of the sports bettor that you like sweating some overs, you could get a lot of overs this series between two teams that up a ton of points, really good offensive efficiency teams. Uh, but what's your take on this game? You know, are the are the Bucs comfortable in a high-scoring game and outgunning uh, the Nets here, or do you think they really got to dial it up defensively and maybe a lower-scoring game might fit them? What's your game plan? If you're the coach of the Bucks? How are you approaching the Nets in this series?
7: And the Bucks pride themselves on playing defense. Mike Biddles has done a good job with that in his basic career. Uh, but to me, the Bucks have just lost too many shooters this year and lost. They've had too many lulls defensively, and I think they know that. I think they figure their best chance is to outscore teams. I would be playing over in, in this series more than that. I, obviously, we know the Nets can score. I think the Bucks are going to try to score because I think that gives them their best chance. Again, DiVincenzo, kind of a, a glue-type player, is out of there. More, more than likely, if it's Forbes who gets more minutes, he's an offensive player. I would be looking at the overs.
5: Yeah, Tim, to follow up on that, too, from a matchup standpoint, I was wondering uh, what the Bucks would do uh, to kind of neutralize or slow down KD. Uh, that's why I mentioned Harden being an X-factor. You know, Kyrie, he's, he's so good, he's going to create anyway. Uh, but KD, with Giannis on, on the floor, I wonder, could that be a matchup uh, that the Bucks are looking forward to?
7: I think so. Giannis was talking yesterday about, uh, you know, he, he said it's tough to play off screens, and obviously you're going to have some of that going on if you're scared to KD. It's tough to play off screens at his size. He's such a big guy, but he says, you know what? Nobody in the world's better than me at doing it. I'm not the best at it. It's hard to do, but nobody in the world's better at it. I think he's embracing the challenge. He's going to go against KD on, some of, uh, on a lot of these possessions, probably, and he's played better been staying out of foul trouble this year. He 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 kind of tripped up a little bit in the postseason, the last couple of runs where he get a silly foul here and there, and then they had to watch him. The the key with Giannis, a lot of it has to do with falling. How's he doing at the line when the Bucks have the ball, and how's he doing in terms of staying on the court and not getting into foul trouble? They they, they can't afford to have long stretches without Giannis at the being able to play in this series.
6: Tim, kind of sticking with this, this uh this Bucks series, because it's very rare we get to talk somebody dialed in from Milwaukee. So I, I love getting your your insider scoop here. But um let's just say the Bucks, you know, progress. Let's say they win this series. Maybe they upset, maybe they win the East. You know, if you're looking out west, uh, who, who do you like to come out west? You know, we're seeing the Utah Jazz really dial it up here. They're plus 175 now to win the West. The Clippers are intriguing, plus 290 as well. Lakers starting to fall off, Sun's in a good opportunity here. But if the Bucs get uh deep into the, the finals and make the finals, any any teams out west that you're looking at that may give them uh, some trouble, or a team that you think if they if they play them, they have a good shot at winning? Uh, you
7: know what? It, 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 I- the Suns give them trouble. Chris Paul has always given the Bucks a ton of trouble now. It's less than 100%. You know, can they get that far? And uh, Can he play the way he likes to play? We'll see. But I would say the Suns are in a trouble spot for the Bucks. There's a lot of basketball, obviously, for either of those teams to get that far. But that's one Western team that I think the Bucks would be concerned about. Their point guard play is better now with Drew Holiday than it's been in the past. And Holiday, as we talk about, you know, kind of grit, examples on this Bucs roster has really shown some of that so far in this postseason. So um, I would say if you get a Chris Paul and Drew Holiday matchup, that would be a blast to watch. But obviously these teams have to do a lot to get that far.
5: And we're speaking with uh, Tim Van Voren, sports director at WITI-TV in Milwaukee. Uh, last one for me, uh, Tim, in terms of this Bucks game and this situation, uh, because Giannis asked for help. He received help. Uh, I would imagine with Embiid, that news with his meniscus situation, uh, if they do get by the Nets, wow, that, that road to the championship kind of opens up for them. So um, are, is, is this a team ready to seize the moment, in your opinion?
7: You know what, going into the postseason, I was a, I was a little lukewarm on the box, to be honest with you. As I said, I think they have they had too many lulls during the regular season, but they kept saying, this is fine, we're working on the process, that sort of thing. I, I took that as a little bit of lip service. But the way they played in the first round, and again, that's a sample size of four games against a diminished team, if you ask me. But the way they played, uh, I, I've amended my thinking a little bit, and I think that they are better than I expected them to be. Maybe they were right. Maybe they were wrong process of getting through it uh, having more variety to their game that uh, they lacked the last couple of postseasons. They couldn't make the adjustments, that sort of thing. So I've swung a little bit on my pendulum. I think it is a team that does have a chance. This is the series to me that will determine the East. And I think either of those teams can get past the Sixers. This is the one to watch kind of what you guys said at the head of this segment. A lot of people watching this one box and Brooklyn.
5: Absolutely. Uh, Cannot thank you enough for your time. Tim Van Voren, uh, sports director at WITI-TV in Milwaukee. Not only uh, the news with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, but excitement with the Bucs. Outstanding. Thanks again for your time. You bet you guys. Have a great afternoon. You too. Take care. Uh, extraordinary! Uh, some great intel right there. Um, I think the favorite was for Rodgers to stay in Green Bay. Josh, I don't know why he's going to say I don't want to play there, and then have um, Green Bay strong arm him, arm him, and not trade him, and then okay, yeah, I do want to play for you guys now. <laughs> I mean,
6: yeah, but, well, well, Pritch, you don't have to worry. They have Blake Bortles, don't you know? That'll that? right. just fine.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> but but oh, I'll with my you again. I would say one thing though, Pritch. You know, we're staying glued to the betting odds. You know, is it, you continue to see Rogers as a slight favorite. Mm-hmm. Last time I looked, minus 120, minus 150 to stay in Green Bay. Uh, but kind of just seeing how this thing might develop. I don't know. A guy like an insider, um, like our guest right now, talking about how he went from 100 and now 80 <laughs> percent. I think really it's anybody's guess what's happened here. I think a lot of the Green Bay fans. My advice again when you lose Tom Brady, you never get him back, you lose Aaron Rodgers, you might reap what you sow. I would do whatever it takes to keep him in Green
5: Bay. I hear you. I think uh their thinking is that okay, if we hold on to him, nobody's gonna want to trade for him that late into training camp. Uh what team's gonna want to start all over with a brand new quarterback? So uh diminish the trade value, up your dollars, if you will, if you're gonna offer him a new contract. Maybe that can entice um Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay. It's crazy to think about, but I think he's dug in, to be honest with you. Just people I talk to, I think he's dug in. Uh, we'll see how that develops. We'll see if he shows up for mandatory minicamp and if he takes a fine or not. Uh, we'll see if uh, Adams shows up to um, mandatory minicamp and takes a fine as, uh, as well. Uh, coming up on, next on the program, um, I'm going to give Josh Applebaum $100. I'm going to see how he bets my $100 with NBA Futures. It's coming up next.
1: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What's up, everybody?
1: This is Stephen A. Smith. When
3: I'm not at my
1: day job, first tape,
3: you can find me in my studio, hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast.
5: indeed believes less is more that's why they have powerful tools to help you source screen and hire quality people faster learn more at indeed.com credit welcome back to the show it's betting across america mike pritchard josh applebaum with you today josh okay man i'm gonna give you hundred dollars <laughs> ten thousand pennies Uh, Coming your way. Um, How would you spread it out over the uh, NBA championship futures? Uh, Would you select one team? Would you select a uh, collection of teams? Uh, It's your money now. I'm giving it to you. Uh, What's your strategy? So look at these odds here. The Nets right now, the championship odds, plus 185. The Jazz, plus 450. Bucks, plus 550. We just talked about them. Uh, The Clippers, plus 650 as well.
6: Well, first off, Pritch, you're a very generous man. So I got to thank you first off for giving me hundred, hundred bones no here. And I don't know if it's a, I, I can I request a hundred dollar bill instead of all the 10,000 pennies well, either way, <laughs> sure. we'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out, but uh, Pritch doing a little bit of math here. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend 40 bucks of that. I'm going to split this up a little bit. I'm going to take 40. I'm going to put it on the nets plus 185. I know they're chalky. I know they're the favorite, but sometimes in sports, you see three hall of fame players together. I saw with the Celtics in 08. Obviously I had to get by Kobe Bryant uh, and the Lakers that year. Um, but when you see the talent that the Nets can put on the floor, mm-hmm. and if all three of those players are humming, and even if you limit one, two of the others can beat you. Uh, I just think you're, you're witnessing something historic here with the Nets, where if they can just play their game, if they can get by the Bucs, um, I- I'm totally confident putting 40, $40 of Pritch's money on the Nets here at plus 185. Uh, next, I'm going to put 25 bucks on the Jazz. Um, a Jazz. The Jazz are a team here, uh, uh, you know, plus 450. That I think, um, with Donovan Mitchell coming back, with the way they're playing, um, you know, you can get the Lakers out of the way. Maybe they got to play the Suns here, but uh, plus 450 coming out west, led by Mitchell, that's intriguing to me. I'm also going to put 25 on the Bucks here, Pritch. Um, just on the off chance that they upset the Nets, because I think the Bucks, and we just talked to uh, talked to our previous guest. I think they like the spot that they're in, where okay. the last couple of years they've been a preeminent favorite, a lot of pressure on them. They've had a lot of um, you know, a lot of disappointing results there in the playoffs. Now it's like, Hey, the Nets are expected to win. Let's just play free and let's see if we can beat them. And I think with that big three of holiday Middleton Giannis, I think they got a shot there. Um, and then lastly, Pritch, I'm not great at math. I, I put 40, 25 and 25. That should be 90. So I got 10 bucks left. That's right. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a flyer on the Clippers. I'm going to put 10 bucks on the Clippers. Okay. Plus 650. And my angle there, Pritch is um, I think they might have flipped the switch. This is a very talented team. Talent was never a question with the Clippers. It was their medal. It was their playoff experience. It was being able to step it up in the playoffs and play the way you should, the way people expected to. So um, I'm kind of surprised they got down 2-0 and roared back this way. But if they keep winning, maybe they crack the code. Maybe it took them, you know, two years together to figure out how to play with their big two. So uh, I got 10 bucks left Pritch. I'll throw it on the clips here. But uh, I'm hoping my forty on the Nets plus one eighty five
5: cash. All right, I like it. Actually, you're gonna spread it out uh because these are some intriguing odds to me. I, I, I was hoping you'd say five dollars on the Clippers and maybe five dollars on the Hawks, fifty to one.
6: Ooh, see <laughs> not if I if I was a smarter man, Pritch, that's what I would have done. And I'm even intrigued a little bit by the Suns here, twelve to one. You know, yeah, that's sure. a team that Hey, if Chris Paul, maybe that injury isn't as bad as we thought, and they have really got some momentum, maybe uh defeating the Lakers, maybe eliminating the Lakers. Let's not not get ahead of ourselves, but it's trending that direction. Mm-hmm. That's intriguing as well. So but you are right, Pritch. What do you think of the Hawks? I know, hey, fifty to one, they're looking pretty good, but I just don't know if they go up against the Nets or the right. Bucks next the round. Oh I don't know if they can get behind they can get past them.
5: Right. I mean, that's why I like the spreading it out strategy here. Uh, Because if the Lakers get knocked out by the Suns, I mean, these odds are going to change. I mean, big time. Uh, The Nets, you know, you can catch them right now at plus 185 uh, to win the NBA Finals. Uh, I mean, (laughs) uh, so, yeah, putting a bulk of my money on that's not bad. I like that, Josh. And, And then the Jazz. I mean, are the Jazz being discounted right now? Plus 450. They're a complete team.
6: I think they might be and again Mitchell to me changes everything we saw uh, they pretty much cruised anyway even though they missed him but in the playoffs I think you need that star player that Damian Lillard that Steph Curry that that go to guy that can really put the team on his back. Um, And I would say you know we're having fun with this segment. But if you're really looking at these series prices, which a lot of bettors are, remember, you just have to get into a situation where you can maybe get a hedging opportunity. So, you know, if you have, you know, some money here, let's say on the Clippers, Mm -hmm. you know, you want them to win, obviously, and cash that, you know, plus 650. But you kind of just need them to get to the finals. Then it creates opportunities to hedge to go the other way. So that's always my situation with with futures. You want to bet them and you want to cash them and you want to win. But also just get deep enough where you can create a hedging opportunity that way no matter what happens you can turn a profit
5: that's why i like these prices right now because you do have a chance for a hedging opportunity um, and you're not going too deep in terms of long shots here. Uh, without the Lakers in this tournament, this playoff situation, I mean, the Nets certainly, are, they're going to be the favorites. But uh, you never know with their matchup against the Bucks what happens there. So uh, interesting prices right now for uh, these odds. Uh, championship futures right there. I like that. Uh, coming up next, uh, Chuck Esposito, sports Sportsbook Director at Stations Casino. Uh, he's going to help us out with the hockey playoff situation. That's coming up next. If you missed uh, any part of our show or anything on the VSEN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Check out replays of all the shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in a the Desert, Lombardi the Line, with VSEN, Best Bets, Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. And we are presented by BetMGM, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you and also with you, happy to bring on to the program right now, Chuck Esposito, race and sports book director at Stations Casinos out here in Las Vegas. Chuck, how are you?
8: I'm doing great, guys. How are you today?
5: Doing great. Uh, doing well. I uh, did some uh, media In Denver uh, yesterday Uh, and to say that um, the folks out there in Colorado are high on their abs is an understatement I mean they are very very confident with their abs right now and rightly so Um, but the Golden Knights they have a chance to bounce back uh, Chuck uh, in this one we went over the prices earlier they got Colorado minus 190 at home five and a half to total do you see any way the Knights could uh, tie up this series and get to 1-1
8: I absolutely do. I mean, I think, first of all, Colorado should be excited. Um, you know, uh, when you're out there in Denver, they should be excited about their team. I mean, they finished with, you know, 82 points, the same as the Knights, but won uh, via tiebreakers for the most points in the league and the President's Trophy. They're 5-0 and in the playoffs. Uh, they they kind of walked through St. Louis, a 20-7 to goal advantage. But when you look at these two teams, guys, I mean, they were 4-4 during the regular season. Um, five of those meetings were decided by one goal, um, they played four games in a row in a stretch in February, uh, where the teams went two and two. So there's a lot. I mean, you you have to throw out, I think, game one. I don't like the way that Vegas kind of, you know, they they threw Leonard out there, and it was more like, hey, we're just going to give up this game because we're not so well-rested. I would have preferred a better performance. But, hey, you know, Colorado's job in a best-of-seven is to win the first two games and hold serve and see what Vegas can do on home ice in game three and four. So I think there's absolutely a chance that Vegas can win tonight, especially with five one-goal games. And if not, then they have to hold serve in Vegas. But I think overall, all. It's a great series. It's too bad that this series with two teams with 82 points apiece has to take place in round two.
6: Chuck, it's great to be able to talk some hockey with you. We got two big games tonight. Um, and I want to go to the other one. We're, we're talking about the, the North Division, the Canada Division, looking at Montreal and Winnipeg. And really the series price here, it's kind of kind of short. Winnipeg slight minus 135 favorite to win the series. You have Montreal around plus 110. Well, what do you think of tonight's game? Because what's interesting to me, big move here toward Winnipeg. They open at around minus 115 at a lot of shops. They've been steamed all the way up to around minus 140. I'm looking now. They're getting close to minus 150. Remember, this is a Jets team that swept the Oilers. Canadians had that epic comeback against Toronto. But really, what I want to ask you, uh, Chuck, is. Do you agree with this lineup to the jets and how much stock do you put into the rest first tired angle where the jets have been off for over a week canadians have to turn around after a really uh, really tough grueling series they've only had about a two-day rest whereas winnipeg has been rested and ready to go here for over a week
8: you know it's eerily similar with, to what happened with vegas and colorado where colorado was off for a week and vegas had that grueling seven game series Uh, against Minnesota, had to win Game 7, and they were totally outplayed. I think you you look at these two teams, and I don't think anybody expected these two teams to be playing uh, in Round 2 with a chance to go to Round 3. I mean, the the last Canadian team to to play in Round 3 was in 2018. It was Winnipeg. And the last Canadian team to win the Cup was Montreal in 1993. So you've got a hot goalie in Carey Price and a young team that came back from 3-1. I think most people thought we'd be talking about Edmonton and Toronto um, in round two of the Canadian series, so um, but I'm not surprised, guys, that the game has gone or that the game has gone up. I thought just based again on a team that's well rested against a young team that had a goalie and Carey Price play outstanding. You still had to dig deep in those three grueling games to win uh, against Toronto. So it doesn't surprise me that this game has gone up a little bit. But hey, at this time of year, everybody's a little bit banged up. Everybody's not as rested as they'd love to be. Um, so it, you know, I give Montreal a shot in this game and this series most definitely
5: yeah Chuck I was looking at that I mean which one's been more or which team's been more impressive uh the Jets or the Canadians here in terms of upsetting and getting by the the two favorites uh within that division
8: um I'm I'm gonna say Montreal guys I mean really you know I, I thought Winnipeg had enough firepower that um and Edmonton's track record don't forget last year in the bubble in Edmonton they got beat by a Chicago team that shouldn't even have been in the playoffs Um, So there's been a lot of pressure on them. McDavid has done great during the regular season and Dreisaitl, and that team's really talented, but they haven't carried it over to the postseason. Um, So I I think in the Toronto, though, I mean, everybody thought Toronto would walk through Montreal. It's a Montreal team that, you know, uh, if it wasn't for this division format, they wouldn't have even made the postseason of the 18 teams or the 18th team. Um, So, I mean, you talk about uh, a a team that's really good in Toronto, although they haven't done it in the postseason either. I think eight straight times now they haven't been able to to close out a postseason series. I think, for me, Montreal is a big surprise.
6: Chuck, i got to ask you about my Boston Bruins. I'm in Boston, diehard Bees fan here. Series is tied 1-1. You had that Jeremy Lozon giveaway to give Sezikis the game winner. Now the series goes to Nassau Coliseum. Let me ask you this. The new series price tied 1-1. It's Bruins minus 190. It's Islanders plus 135. If you could be holding one ticket in your pocket, would you rather be on the Bees as a favorite or take the plus
8: money with the Isles right now? I, I hate to break your heart, but I'm taking Barry Trotz on the plus money. I mean, it's. Uh, I think this series could easily go seven. It's going to be a, a tight series. Not that Boston can't win it, and I love the way that they played down the stretch and after they picked up Taylor Hall, but Barry Trotz is just a postseason coach. He makes the adjustments necessary in between periods and in between games, and if I can get Barry Trotz and the Islanders at almost plus $2, I think there's a lot of value there, boys.
5: I tell you what, with Station Casinos too, uh, the uh, the nights uh, probably a lot of action over there your way right now, Chuck.
8: Yeah, it is. I mean, on, on the game itself, we are seeing a little bit uh, more night play, although the number has started to creep up. Ticket count clearly favors the Knights. Overall, the series price, we haven't moved it since we put it back up after game one. But we'll get a late push, guys. You'll, you'll see some some more some sharp play, I think, uh, on the avalanche, especially if the number starts to dip. But the public was clearly on the Knights in game one. And my guess is, even though they're down and didn't look great, you're going to see a late push tonight, again, with a with a late 7.08 start time.
5: All right. We definitely look forward to these uh, matchups. Uh, Chuck Esposito, Race and Sportsbook, director at Station Casinos. Thanks again for the time, Chuck. All right, guys. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Enjoy the hockey. Uh, Josh, uh, he didn't disappoint you. I mean, the, the bees they, they got their hands full right now.
6: They really do. Yeah. I take no offense to that. Pritch. This is going to be a long series. If yeah. you're getting plus money, I really don't blame you at all. Uh, and I, we're position, Pritch. When I was out in Vegas, Knights are always a huge favorite, that Vegas tax. Now you're getting huge plus money, yet the Lions go to the Avs. So it's a tough spot here. Yeah. You don't see the Vegas tax on a dog that way with Vegas. It's very rare.
5: Yeah, after my interview out there in Colorado, I wanted to pounce on the Knights uh, thinking that the ABS might be overconfident. But, I mean, they're just that good. Uh, when we come back uh, after the break, we got final leans and picks. Uh, coming up, uh, more market insight. Josh's grossest play of the day. That's coming up next.
1: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What's up, everybody?
1: This is Stephen A. Smith.
3: When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast.
5: Turn $1 wager into 100 with a bet and a Knicks or a Hawks if either team hits a three with BetMGM. Just use bonus code VSEN100 when you sign up with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSEN100. It's a new customer offer and is paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly if you feel you have a problem. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. and Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, presented by Bet MGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Uh, we start the segment with major breaking news. Um, Bob Baffert has been suspended two years, Churchill Downs. Because of a second positive test on Medina Spirit. Um, Programming note, Ron Flatter will be on My Guys in a Desert coming up next after this program. Uh, So don't go anywhere. Uh, Certainly some going to be some insight from Ron Flatter uh, on that news about Bob Badford. Uh, Josh, uh, returning to the NBA, the playoffs, um, uh, some items we might have... um, uh, wanted to go over again here in terms of some games, maybe market insight that you've noticed as we uh, have gone deeper into the show today.
6: Yeah. So Pritch, um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit on you. I'm going to okay. go with some baseball right okay. now, just because, you know, we talked a lot of NBA talked a lot of NHL today. And I think today is kind of a sneaky baseball day. You know, I grind baseball every single day and sometimes When you play baseball every day, when you have a smaller-than-usual slate, like today we only had 12 games, two got rained out, so we're down to 10 of them. You already have two that are being played right now. So really you only have eight games left. Sometimes I like that because it's fewer games for the public to – Kind of spread their money around on, so they're going to bet all these games, which may provide a, a bigger opportunity to kind of bet against the public because each one's going to be more heavily bet than usual with a smaller selection of games to choose from. So I'll start you off with a gross one, Pritch. I know you <laughs> you worked with me today. You're saying, "Hey, get to the gross play here." Uh, is I'm this the grosses
5: or just a gross one?
6: Oh, this is. Oh, this one's really bad. We're okay. betting on a team that I think has lost seven straight. Looks terrible. Uh, lost again yesterday. And even, even if you if you made if you're interested yesterday. Actually, Texas, they tied the game up It went to extras. They lost in extras against Colorado Pritch. But uh, I'm looking at Texas today. I like this spot. Um, again, am I confident? No, not really. The, the Rangers are pretty bad. But playing a number, playing a system, I like this move toward the Rangers today. It's Lyles against Sensatella. And what you saw is a complete flip dog to favorite here toward the Rangers. So this game opened. A lot of shops, Rockies around minus 117 at home. It's now completely flipped. And why is that important? Because everyone's betting the Rockies. Rockies are getting... Uh, two-thirds of bets, if not more. Remember, the Rockies, Bridge, we know they're terrible on the road. They, you know, they're much better at home. Uh, not saying too much there because they're so bad on the road, but uh, at home off a win, public says, give me Colorado again. I'm happy to bet against Texas, yet here's the kicker. Big majority of bets on Colorado here, yet we've seen the Rangers completely flip, uh, flip from around plus 107 to now minus 111. So that's that dog-to-fave line move that I always love to look at. And then also this would be that league favorite with a line move system. In interleague play, line moves to a favorite. Those favorites have gone 37 and 23, 62%. So it looks disgusting, Pritch. I got my hazmat suit on. I'm going to sweat the Rangers.
5: Okay. Yeah, I was looking at that total. I'm like, good Lord, 11. Uh, and this a high one. one. Um, are we expecting bullpens or something? What's going on here?
6: So it looks like there's actually some over money coming in, Pritch. You know, okay. that thing did open yep. some shops, a lot of 11s, but I actually saw some 10 and a halfs. Up to eleven. Uh member course field, obviously the the thinner air, the ball travels more. So you uh if you wanna if you really wanna live dangerously, sweat it under a course <laughs> field preach. You haven't lived until you sweat in under there. Uh but it does look like weather, um, it's a really nice day, 75 degrees, winds blowing out a little bit. You also have a really good overump, Larry Vanover. He's been really good historically to the over, about fifty-four uh, percent. And you also have two pitchers with um, you know, kind of high ERAs here, 5.79 for Lyles, 4.97 for Sensatella. So maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe this line movement to the, the, the Texas Rangers is expecting the bats to heat up. Maybe a higher scoring game, money, money there to the Rangers' bridge.
5: Okay, are you seeing anything with uh, Minnesota and Baltimore? Um, we got thing- ba- Baltimore at home, uh, plus 129, 10 uh, is the total on this one.
6: Yeah, Baltimore finally got a win yesterday, Pritch. Mm-hmm. Um, little movement to Baltimore here, like plus one forty down to like plus one twenty five. But my play here is the over. I like okay. the over in this one, Pritch. If you want to sweat the over with me, if you can. St- Here's the caveat: you got to find a nine and a half because a lot of these books are up to ten. But they they all open nine and a half. They've been bet up to ten. But here's the importance of betting nowadays. You got to be able to shop for the best line. Don't just bet through one sportsbook. Be able to shop around and find that nine and a half out there. Because if you can, that nine and a half has really been getting hit pretty hard here, up to ten. You also have the wind blowing out uh, about 10 miles an hour at Camden Yards. You also have uh, two pitchers high ERAs. Where's our guy Josh Towers? This would be a fade Harvey day here, Fritch. <laughs> but Harvey and Dobnak both ERA six and above. Minnesota has been the best team to the over in baseball this year, 34 and 17. I guess if you can find the nine and a half, I like that over nine and a
5: half. I tell you what, full disclosure, Josh, um, I went out and got another app. Um, I'm adding to the collections. Nice. Uh, my bankrolls have been doing well, so I'm I'm like you. I'm like I'm gonna shop around. And so, uh, great advice again, right there. Tampa in New York. Uh, what do you have in this game? New York at home, favorite, minus 137, uh, 8.5 and a half's the total.
6: Yeah, I've been on the Yankees all series here. Pritch. I couldn't get the first one. Last night, Yankees came through for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to the Yankees here tonight because I, it, pretty much every game's been the same. Public all over the Rays, Rays better record. How can you not take plus money with the Rays? Yet Yankees becoming more of a favorite. So this is Montgomery against McClanahan. McClanahan, both lefties here. Uh, this kid, McClanahan, is it was a high draft pick. He throws like 100 miles an hour, but heavy betting on Tampa Bay, getting about seven out of 10 bets. Yeah, the Yankees actually opened as a short favorite, like minus 115, minus 120, and they're now up to around minus 135, minus 140. So this line is moving to the Yankees, even though big majority bets are on Tampa Bay. I'll be going Yankees in this spot. It just looks like a fade-the-trendy-dog opportunity, and maybe you get a little mojo after that extra inning win uh, last night. I'll be going to the Bronx Bombers once again tonight.
5: Okay, next up is Miami-Toronto. Uh, Toronto minus 157.8 uh, is the total in this game.
6: Yeah, Pritch, I am looking at Toronto here, Uh, thinking about laying it with Toronto. I like this spot. Number one, if you haven't seen this kid pitch, Alec Manoa, uh, his debut against the Yankees. He went six innings, two hits, seven seven Ks. He looked really, really good. He's making his second start here in the bigs, going up against Pablo Lopez. And this is a big move here to the Jays. Jays open around minus 140-ish. Been bet up all the way to minus 160. Uh, and this would also be that interleague favorite with the line move system 62 percent so far this year and then also i think you're banking on uh the bats of toronto to keep hitting here remember uh we've seen guerrero absolutely crush it this year if you had a mvp ticket on Vlad jr here pritch early you're feeling good he's now uh really rising in these these mvp boards but uh toronto bats they're hitting 259 that's second in baseball Looking at Miami, 231 So, at home, line move, interleague line move, bats are hot, mm-hmm. young stud uh, pitcher on the mound, I'm going Jays in that
5: one. Okay, and then next up, uh, Red Sox and Houston. Uh, intriguing matchup to me right here. What do you have in this game?
6: I'm a Sox fan, Pritch, but <laughs> give me Houston once again. Okay. I've been riding Houston in this series. Another move to Houston here tonight. Sox have been great as a road team, as a dog at, against lefties. But even though all that stuff would be in their favor tonight, you're seeing a lot of action here hit houston majority of bets are on the red sox but we've seen the astros go from around minus 120 minus 125 all the way close to like minus 140. um that would also match as a uh kind of a fade the trendy dog system again betting red sox line movement to the astros here's another one i like steam 10 cents or more on a, in, in a non-division game on a home team so you got the home home uh par- ballpark advantage you don't have to worry about a divisional dog angle that spot this season, 71-51, 58%. So uh, I'm a Sox fan, Pritch, but give me Houston again tonight.
5: Are you noticing uh, offenses coming alive at all? I mean, we were talking with Josh Towers yesterday, uh, and and he was high on Chase, the young guy for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, but the Indians rocked him, man. He only lasted three innings. It seems like – and that, that total went over, too. It seems like uh, bats might be coming alive at this point in the season.
6: Yeah, I think that's a great observation. I'm right there with you. Some part of this is like uh, I would say weather related or seasonal related Mm -hmm. because again, you know, we start early in the year, still kind of cold in a lot of these northern cities. Now we're starting to get, you know, feels a little bit more like spring, more like summer. You're getting the hotter weather. And I think, you know, as a better, you know, a lot of your uh, your handicaps are dependent upon, you know, starting pitchers, stuff like that. They have a huge influence on the line. But when it gets hotter out, uh, the air becomes less dense and the pitchers get fatigued. You're starting to really see a lot of these overs come through. Right. Again, the odds makers know this. Don't think you're the only one who knows it. They're going to bake this into the cake, bake it into th- into the line. But I really like those. Those I got a system here, Pritch. Wait until we get these hot days. Like if it's 80 degrees or higher, uh, you, you know, you're in a, a spot with a kind of a, a eight and a half total or less. You've seen a lot of overs hit here. So that's something to keep an eye on moving
5: forward. Okay, so you're on the Jets and hockey line movement towards uh, Winnipeg here.
6: I'm on Jets, baby. Big okay. rest versus tired advantage. I th- it looks like a carbon copy of that game one abs uh, against VGK. So, uh, line move toward the Jets. But I want to know, what is Lou Finnecaro like? Because he was the Jets' whisperer. He had them in every game against the Oilers, and they cashed every time for Lou. So, I don't know who Lou's on, but uh, give me the Jets here. I like this move. I like this rest advantage. And hopefully they can get it done against a Habs team that they're flying high, Pritch. They're feeling great. Yeah, You've got to be tired. Again, on, that was a grueling series that just ended.
5: They're floating. Uh, they're on cloud nine right now. I, I mean, yeah, they could be tired. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but I do like the line movement that you pointed out. Uh, I'm going to dig up uh, Gam Blue. That's uh, his Twitter handle uh, out there for Lou Finnecaro, uh to find out who he is on. Probably on the Jets.
6: Yeah, we're going to have to see who, who Lou's on here. And the other thing I would look at, Pritch, you know, we got we got a minute here before we get out of here. If, if I'm making you play a total, the two overs I really like, again, that Wizard 76ers mm-hmm. over, that Grizzlies Jazz over. we have seen overs do very well in the playoffs, 220 or higher, been crushing it to the over. What do you think? I'm giving you that $100 back you gave me for my futures. <laughs> giving it back to you. What do you think? Do you put 50 on each, one or none? Uh, any of those, either of those overs you want to sweat with me tonight? What do you I'll, think?
5: I'll go 50 on each. How about that? Nice. Uh, both overs and uh, those games right there. The Jazz, I do like that over, 226 and a half. Uh, I think that place is going to be electric to a home court advantage coming back to the NBA in the playoffs. I love it. Great job, Josh.
6: Always a pleasure, my friend. And Hey, hopefully I give you a good text later. Uh, let's go jets, baby.
5: Okay. Um, I think I made a decision. I think I'm going to join you on that play. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Remember Ron Flatter is going to be on the program with my guys in the desert. Uh, the breaking news with Bob Bafford. Do not go anywhere. My guys in the desert coming up next right here on BSN, the sports ready network.